You are listening to the show called Grit, formerly Quit. It's about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. And yeah, I guess sometimes quitting your job. You can call into the show live at 512-518-5714. My name is Dan Benjamin. Today is Thursday, October 9th, 2014. This is episode number 57 of the show. Sitting here in the studio, live and direct from Austin, Texas, headquarters in the great state of Texas is Hattie Cook. Hattie, welcome to the show. Hi, Dan. Thank you. You're not going to be taking over the, the no, show this week, No, I'm not. Lots been going on here. Not like and, that girl on Shark Tank. Oh my gosh, she would not. We should shut, talk about that. Um, we should talk about Shark Tank. Uh, let me write this. Down. All right, I'm, now. I'm doing a new thing. I know. I'm proud of you Can that you, you have paper I'm, and a pen in here. I'm doing a new thing in here. Instead of just take a letter. Yeah, it's, it seemed unfair <laughs> that I had to take all the letters. That you had to take all the letters when, in fact, it was me who was always saying what to do. So third prize is you fired. You hear that little, but they won't yeah, hear it's, that. No, that's it's just not a, a headphone. That's a headphone thing. Man alive. First of all, first of all, I just want to start out by thanking all callers. of our Patreons. Well, the three yeah. callers, yeah. <laughs> but thank you all of our supporters on Patreon. This is what I'm talking about, okay? I've made no secret, Hattie Cook. Yeah. That my goal is to get a more balanced balance between... More balance, balance. <laughs> between sponsors and uh, supporters, listeners. And I'll tell you how this works. Listen to how this works. I've got to break this down because as, you, as I've said before, when I invented podcasting, I wanted to make sure that, uh, well, that, you know, that this would be a sustainable industry. And I launched 5 by 5 at a Terrible time in the economy. Uh, I was supporting my family, my new two-year-old uh, child, sole breadwinner. That's when I started it. Seemed like a, a crazy idea, but it, it kind of panned out. So we have this company now. But here's the thing. To make this whole podcasting in, and this I'm leading up to the whole focus conversation with this. You'll see how I weave. What I do is I weave stories and narratives. You're good at that. I weave that into, uh, into something that's meaningful to people, that means something to people. Yep. So all of this led to this formation of a company, but I did it with, before Kickstarter, I did it where people uh, were, were able to support it. They made this show possible. They made this show happen. Not just this show, the whole network, everything that I was doing, but with their donations. People donated some money. They donated enough money by like buying t-shirts and other little things like that and just playing it flat out donating money that I was able to buy like a microphone and the mixing board that I needed and all of this uh, other set of spare computer that I could have guests, all of this stuff. Like you guys, you listeners, the ones who've been around all that time, like you bought that. So now we have this Patreon thing. People donate also with Memberful and on PayPal. Here's what I'm going to say. I've been holding off on doing this because I wanted to wait until I actually had something directly to give back to the Patreon people, Hattie. What is that? What are you going to give them? Well, as you know, we've been hard at work building. And you know what? I'll put that that uh, video. I'll put that into oh, the show yeah? notes. Oh, yeah? Good. So that what just happened? What did you just do? She I just turned my... down the, the amp with your laptop. Better. <laughs> that should not. Now it's way too loud. It's literally killing my ears right now. I Better? 
Yes, that's. Okay, good. I have to come over and say. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta get this off. You gotta, yeah, list. because I'll mess with everything. That's the one that's that I hit. Yeah. The main. Yeah. Right. Okay, better. Good now. Yes, you're gonna get that off your desk. See, now it's too. It's killing my ears. No, don't touch it. <laughs> All right. Better. Good. As you would Sounds say, good. it's a very sensitive knob. <laughs> yes. You would yeah. say that. Uh, yeah, okay, say so that. listen. So the the goal here, and what I'm leading up to is, this, this Patreon, I finally have something great to give back to the listeners. And what I have to give back is we've been working really, 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 really hard on this video set. Really hard on it. And it's mostly done now. We've got cameras. We've got the machine. We've got everything. Um, bought it all on a credit card. And now I finally have something to give back to the Patreon people. We're going to start making little videos. We're going to start doing really cool stuff. So now I feel like if you're donating on PayPal, if you're donating on uh, on uh, Memberful, now would be a good time to consider canceling that and switching it over to the Patreon. And also, here's the weird thing. I hate this. What do you hate? People are hesitant to donate if they don't feel like other people are donating. Yeah. Like they don't want to be the first one. No. So if they say, oh, you're making, you're making a hundred bucks on Patreon. So, no, I don't want to do it. If, but if you're making like 800 bucks and you're trying to get to 1200 like bucks, then they want to, right. You're, they're like, yeah, of course I'll give you more right. money. I don't get that. But th- you know what? Whatever. Every single person who's donating right now is making it possible for us to do these shows, to do the video. We want to do fewer sponsorships here. Like we really want to do fewer sponsorships. We want our focus to be on making the best shows that we can. And not all of those shows are necessarily going to be, they'll be popular shows, but will they be commercially successful in the sense of will sponsors want to sponsor them? Maybe, maybe not, but I still want to do those shows. I still want to get a video person in here to like make our video awesome. I still want to, you know, do shows that focus on weird topics and crazy stuff that a sponsor is going to be like, I want to sponsor that. I don't care how many listeners it has, but the (laughs) listeners want it. Anyway, I could go on and on and on about that topic, but what I, what I want to talk about, I'm going to do the callers, is uh, we, I want to talk about Shark Tank, and I want to thank you, Hattie. I want to talk about focus, because that's the thing that for so many people is so elusive, right? You start trying to say, well, I'm, I'm going to do this thing, and then, you, oh, well, I got distracted, or I lost focus. And I, I know somebody uh, <laughs> in my office here who uh, makes it uh, you know, a challenge <laughs> to focus on things. Sorry. We'll talk about that. But I think it's a good topic. <laughs> no, it is a good topic. And it's something that I need severe help with. Well, we uh, everyone needs help with this. Also, I would like to bring up in uh, in, in parallel with yeah. that uh, would be work styles. Some people like uh, team work that and would, other people that like... That is related uh, to that topic, uh, isn't okay, it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the walrus. Okay. <laughs> so we will address that as well. But that's the thing is, is oh, oh, so listen, so if you're donating with PayPal or you're donating with Memberful, switch to the Patreon, patreon.com slash five by five. We need your help. Like we're trying to change the part of the way we do. We're not getting rid of all sponsors. No. We've got great sponsors. And we we love just want to have, we want to do more with fewer sponsors. This show has a fun sponsor. We'll get to it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> all right. So the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to focus is it, it seems like sometimes, and, and I'm, then I'm getting into the calls. It seems like people lose focus and they email me about it and they say, how do I get back on track here? How do I 
you know, how do I do the things that I need to do for my job and get through the parts of my job that I hate or the parts of my job that are boring or the parts of my job that I just, I don't connect with, right? Well, that's life, right? Like, you know, you don't want to mow your yard, generally speaking. You might get some enjoyment. You might be able to find a way to enjoy it. But there's a lot of things, you know, I don't really like brushing my teeth and flossing. Like, I don't enjoy that. I enjoy having clean teeth. I enjoy not having to go to a dentist. So there's things that you do that that, uh, that make sense to do because they make it so that you don't have negative consequences and so that you have positive benefits. And that's really what focus is all about. You want, you know, there's, there are people, whenever you hear about these people who, you know, they work two hours a day, they sleep four hours a night, they, you know, they travel, they golf, they do all this amazing stuff. And you're like, wow, how does this person do so many things? And then the flip side of that is like uh, Rick, what's his last name? Rick, the fun size messer. He had this post out there where he's talking about like, it's okay if I'm not the best designer in the world. I don't need to live and breathe design and focus on it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just to call myself a designer. Just to call myself a designer. Like I can show up at work and do some good designs and learn about new techniques. And when I'm done, like I can go home. That's okay. I can still be a designer. Is he losing his focus? Is he losing his edge? I, I don't think so. But I think it's, you've got to start by defining focus. You've got to define what that means. You've got to define what it means to you as an individual person. How much time do you need to spend really on the tasks that are in front of you in a day? How do you separate out? And all of the, I started thinking about this because uh, one of my employees, in fact, my only full-time employee, Hattie. Hi. She has been (laughs) having a problem of focusing here based on knowing what's important to be doing, number one. Right, not distractions in the office. Like, well, I'm going to go play with, you know, some toys in the corner. No. You're very focused on work, but within the context of work. Doing one specific task at a time. Right. Like, my computer is a mess because I have eight desktops. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, I like to, I have tried to combat this by doing different uh, different desktops are different applications. So like one is Chrome, one is email, one is uh, InDesign, one, you know, like I separate them like that. Right. But then, you know, but then I have like seven InDesign documents open <laughs> at one time, you know. Tell me, tell them about what you were telling me about how you'll read an email and then you'll see one thing and it'll be oh. important and you go to the next. <laughs> okay. So uh, if somebody asks for sponsor time codes, let's say. Hey, Hattie, uh, I was just wondering, you know, uh, I want to listen to the spot. I didn't know if you had the uh, the time code for um, episode of Grit for the, uh, let's say it's Squarespace. I said, okay, cool. Um, yeah, that should be in our in our awesome portal. I uh, wonder why it's not there. So I'll go, I'll look at it. I will wonder, oh, it's not in there. Uh, now I need to either A, go and scrub through the whole episode myself and find it, B, uh, now I wonder what else isn't there. I wonder what other sponsors right. might not have their time codes. So then now all of a sudden, now I'm going through the portal and re and making sure that all of the sponsors that we currently are running with have, uh, logins to all of the portal. Yeah. And that all stemmed from one email. Right. I have a terrible, terrible problem. With and well, the other thing, I think this is very common. And the, another problem that I'll see 
is there, there will, you will run into things that you don't know the answer to. Then you know that I'm, yeah. I know the answer to them. <laughs> so let's say right now I'm working on a, I'll be working on a proposal or I'll be writing some code for this website we're trying to do, or I'll be planning out the new studio or the video right. workflow or, or whatever. Or doing research for, yeah, video things. You or, know, something like that. Or, or even just preparing for a show, doing show prep work. Right. And you, and, and you, your desk is right adjacent to mine, <laughs> you know, and on the other side of yours is, is yeah. Bailey. So it's like, so you'll look over at me and you'll start talking. And you won't actually, you won't, I, I won't, because I, well, I'm trying, I'm trying to get into the zone. I'm trying right. to get into the zone. That's the way that I focus because I'm, I will try and break everything down into like a task. So and you're I'll like, say, I'm doing this for the next hour or, or five minutes, even right. whatever it is. I'll say, okay, I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes or 15 mm-hmm. minutes working on this thing. Now, if I get, um, Just like Jack Nicholson in The Shining sitting there, Wendy comes in, he says, you know, you're interrupting me. You're distracting me and will take me time to get back to where I was, right? It's so that that something that should take me 15 minutes. I start at 10 a.m. I'm done at 10.15. Right. If I get an interruption at 10.05, I'm not going to be done at 10.15. Now, maybe even if the interruption only was for 30 seconds, it's now 10.20. Then I got interrupted again at (laughs) 10.10. Now it's not 10.20. Now it's 10.25, 10.30. Right. So and the, now it's an hour. Right. So all of a sudden that thing that was supposed to take 15 minutes is now taking 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And that's because it does take time to get back to where you were. It does take time to get back into what you were doing. In the process, I've helped you solve your problem. Maybe, <laughs> right. maybe a sponsor was emailing you. And the sponsor said, can we do this, this, and this? And you know what? Give us a little bit of a discount because we're like a really good sponsor. You know that- I like to check with you sometimes. Yeah. You want to double check. You could probably make- you, you, Right. You know, but you just want to say, Dan, I'm going to give them Or maybe it's a sponsor discount. that you are personally friends with or, you know, like someone that I am not fully aware of how much of a discount, you know, right. like I may not give them enough of a discount True. if- And so I would like to check with you. Right. So- uh, and that's perfectly fine. But so now you've, a, you've asked me a question and usually what happens is that you, you'll say this. So, um, Frank over at, uh, sponsor X is saying that they, uh, you know, they did a run last uh, month and it, it was really good and they want to do those same three shows again. But if they buy, you know, like a whole month worth of shows, could we, could we give them a little bit of a discount? I've heard your voice. I, I get the feeling that like, you're someone's talking addressing to me. me in some way. Uh-huh. And I'll look over at you and I'll say, "Were you? did you say something to me? I think that's because you're concentrating a voice that's in your head. Like what, you're, when you're like, okay, yeah. now I'm going to click on this. Oh, right. look at that. Now I'm doing this. Okay. Ooh, I wonder if that would be. I feel like for you, that is a, a very loud voice <laughs> yeah mine is only kind of sitting on top of the like the level right of consciousness <laughs> so this is one one aspect of focus then is sort of concentration in yeah. a sense and we're talking now more about focus on a specific task we'll get to the bigger issues yeah. of focus later uh so then i, I will say were, you were talking to me and you'll say yes i i was talking to you i'll say okay well if you want my attention say dan and wait for me to look up from my keyboard and uh, and look at you, and uh, and uh, and be able to give you my full attention. Because now 
you've interrupted my train of thought, but in a way that I didn't really know that you needed attention, but just enough to derail me from what I was working right. on. And now you have to repeat the whole thing again. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes I'll hear my name and I, I, I'll get a sense that time has passed and I'll look back, I'll look at you and I'm you'll be like, at you. staring waiting. So, you know, but like, so that, but this happens a lot in what we call open offices, which is what we have right. here. You know, it's the fact that if we all had separate offices and we had doors shut or that even doors open, much. you would think, hmm, to ask Dan a question, I either need to IM him or I need to get up out of my chair, walk out of my office, walk so down the hall to his office. So you might make a list of things. And the other thing is, living from your email and keeping that thing focused and making a list like I have my little my little list right here is that is that if you think of that thing while you're you, the, the description of the things right, you I'm were like, doing I wonder like, ooh, I should ask oh, I should this, ask Dan that. this email came in and this made me think about this thing in the portal and this made me think about the other instead of jumping to start doing those things why are you doing it? You're doing it because you don't want to forget. I, at least for me, that's why right. I find I jump around. It's like, oh, I don't want to forget to do that. I better just do it right now. Right. And then in the prize, <laughs> you're like, well, exactly oh, there, what there's is. this other thing. That, oh, I don't want to forget that. I, so I've, let me finish this thing and then I'll do that. Other, and now you've got five things that are all in a chain and you'll never make it back to that first one. When that first I hate thing, when I make it back to the first thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I started doing. And now I'm all the way down this rabbit hole of doing these other things. You know, like I'll, I'll come full circle yeah. and I see that, I'll click back to my email or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was trying to accomplish. And now I have to retry accomplish it all over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the, and so this is the problem. So the way that you get around this and the way that we've been talking about doing it for you is, you know, it's that. And so this is the minute kind of focus is breaking it down. Like Merlin will always tell you with the getting things done methodology, which, which is great. I have not implemented that in my life. I haven't either. And I feel like we should, but I think just being able to focus on, on a particular task. And if you find that there are ancillary tasks, which have to happen in order for you to complete it, then, you know, then make a list of those, think it through, perform them one by one, and then complete the original one. If it's going to take you out and you need to have the ability in your mind to identify what a separate that separate task is because it's so easy to get derailed. It's so easy to fall into that pattern of, well, I better do the next thing. I better do this other thing first. Um, that, that you will, we got four calls now that you will just literally, literally go insane doing it. And, and what your, your lack of focus, if it involves other people, you might be derailing them. them. You might be getting them out of their focus. And that's why at the end of the day yesterday, I'm like, I feel like I got nothing done. You're like, well, because you got I this done, you got this done, do. you got this done. I'm like, yeah, but those things took me all day to Instead do. Instead of because taking I, you like 20 minutes. Right. And each. then your response to that is always, oh, I don't want to have to schedule a meeting with you when you're standing next to me. And I get that because you're, I know. And this is where you were talking about the work styles thing. Right. Of are we on a team? Are we separate people? How do we collaborate on things? And And my answer to that is. This thing that was supposed to take 15 minutes that wound up taking an hour. Now, the other thing I was going to do that was going to take 15 minutes, I won't even get to do that today. But I could have dedicated like a full hour just to these things we are collaborating on. And it's it's tough. I think this is a, a common situation for people, especially in the open office. Well, and also I think that it depends on the day. So like if I put together, you know, a schedule of meetings where it's like, okay, I'm going to meet with Dan Every three hours or whatever, or like before, once before lunch and once after lunch. So on some days, I might have nothing at all. 
Other days I might have to make an extra meeting because I have so much. Right. Um, but the but other the, and see, but the problem is you may have things that prevent you from finishing tasks until you talk to me. Exactly. And you might have five emails sitting there open or three proposals ready to go that I need to sign Correct. off. Correct. And then you're like, well, so then, and then you it gets get pushed, nothing done. Well, and then it gets pushed to the next day and then I start, then it's a spiral. Now then I get late. the emails right now. They're late now. Hey, just checking in on that thing that I asked you mm-hmm. to do. I know I have to ask Dan again, but then I derail you, and then it's yeah. a vicious cycle. Um, so it's tough, and and this is this is the small kind of focus yes. stuff. The bigger kind of focus. Mm-hmm. You weren't done. You were still saying something. Well, I was going to say that I think it also depends on the type of business that it is, or yeah. the type of or the type of work that you're doing, mm-hmm. because in a trying to think in a design world i guess yeah, sure your background in, in marketing and design yes graphic design and advertising um i feel like if i'm sitting here and i'm working on an indesign file that's you know that is not i don't even know how to describe it but it you're using a different part of your brain um to make art i guess mm-hmm. uh instead of writing an email if someone interrupts you and you're writing an email, you'll lose your train of thought. And now you have to restructure the sentence over in your mind right. and all that. Where designing, you just take your hand off the mouse. You say, you answer the question and you can go right back. The The zone, I think, is different. I mean, that may be different for sure. people. Yeah. But for me, I find that where an email, I can totally get derailed. And I have n- now I'm like, uh, do I don't I even know. Right. I have no idea. How do I pick But that designing, you just kind of stop. And so maybe I'm still in that realm of being in that being able to stop and maybe thinking that you also are able to stop right but you're going to talk about broad focus well (laughs) you know when and and then i'm going to do calls when you talk about focus in the sense of like a the bigger picture your career the things that you want to do the goals that you have set for yourself it's a completely different kind of focus right and there's a great movie i forget which one it was uh it has robert de niro in it bobby i call him bobby and uh and 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 he's talks i forget the movie i forget what he's some kind of he's like a he he's either like he 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 like breaks into safes or some something chat room yeah, I was just looking at that. Help me out. It's it's an older movie, uh, and he I think he lives in I think it takes place in Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. And uh, anyway, uh, something. Oh, I'm not even in the chat room. I know I had to get. <laughs> uh, he he says he has a great line, and the line is something like, "You know, I'm going to do this one last heist or whatever it is." Because he has in his life, he says, these are the things I've always wanted. You make a list and you you check them off one by one of these things that you, you want to achieve or that you want to do or whatever in your life. And I feel like, you know, when I started 5 by 5 my focus was to make a um, – to bring together the shows that I was doing separately. At the time, I had uh, the, 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 uh, the, the dev show – we were doing the Ruby show, Expression Engine podcast, the conversation and the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I think that was the ones I was doing. We were on a break from the talk show. The yeah. talk show didn't start back up for its second season on 5 by 5 until about seven or eight months after I'd been doing 5 by 5 full time. Right. So that was not part of it yet. So those were the shows that I was doing. I was doing them kind of all over the place. The score, not heat. It's not heat. 
Um, and, uh, and so I was very much trying to consolidate my efforts. If anything, I was saying every time I come up with a new show or I have a different idea, I've got to make a separate website for it. I've, even if I'm using a template, I've got to come up with a different thing. I've got to install whatever software I was using for, so, you know what? I'll just, I'll bring these things together. It'll make it easier to manage it. It did. It was, it was yeah. cr- much better. I had never designed it to be some big network kind of a thing. That was not my goal. But I realized after I started it that, hmm, I've built a platform that makes, and and the platform wasn't just the software that I'd built. It wasn't just the hosting or the infrastructure or the CDN. It wasn't just the engineer process, the recording process, the physical uh, computers that went into that the distribution, the promotion, the ties with iTunes, the ties with the sponsors. It was all of those things. And as a result, it was more than the sum of those things because of their integration. When you think about the things that we love the most, my my beloved iPhone 5S. (laughs) The iPhone 5S is not one thing. It's an integration of lots and lots of different things that are very important. It's a very, you know, again, I like the 5S better, but it, regardless, it's a form factor that makes sense. Right. It's the touch screen and the multi-touch and the way that and the that things works. things you can do with it. Right. It's the software. It's the apps that have been built for it. It's the integration of lots of different technologies. Into your life. The front-facing camera, rear-facing camera, mm-hmm. uh, the actual ability to make calls on it, Net, <laughs> you know, networking, right. all of these things that go together that if you take one away... It's now an incomplete picture. So with five by five, I'd built what at you know we and now there's more things to do. But my, I kept saying my focus is on building this really great platform. I'm building the best platform that I can. But that definition changes, and I think that's the key to understanding that your focus. People will focus too much on one goal. And forget why that was their goal. And maybe that, that that's right. changed, right? Like when you were in school years back for, you know, for design, you were saying, I like design. I think I want to do this as, as a career. My goal is to graduate as a designer. Right. <laughs> and you did that and you did work in that. But then, you know, now your focus is different. Now you're, you've right. changed what you're doing. Now you focus on, you know, d- doing shows and being a producer and doing sales. I and feel it, like it's as different. you get older, your focus broadens. Definitely. You know, when you're younger, it's like, I want to, you know, go to the school. That's my goal. I want to go to the school for college. Okay. Then as you get older, you're like, I want to be a designer at a firm. I'm just going along with made up things. Um, Then after that, you're like, my goal is to maybe be successful in what I think Mm -hmm. is called successful. Then maybe your goal is to have a family. Then maybe your goal, you know, as you as you get older is I just want to be happy. Yeah. So I don't know. I think your goals change over time, but I think what you said about, about goals could also be applied to small goals. Yeah. And, and, and you're focused. Yeah. And you're leading up to something. I think that's an important point and it always, th- this is the thing. And by the way, uh, kitten uh, four one five, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to bring her on, on the show for a call. This is something that's so critical, though. This is the most important thing is, and this, I don't, you know, this kind of borders on the getting things done. But the most important thing for people is anytime you look at something, whether it's a project, whether it's something like that, my mind 
And I've realized that not everybody's mind does this. But when I see a, a, a situation, mm-hmm. a problem, a project, a task, whatever, my mind will immediately, almost, I would say to a fault, and you've seen me do this, Yeah, it will start immediately dividing that up and breaking it down into all the tiny little things. And each one of those, I'll then think, well, if this doesn't work, then this. If this doesn't work, then this. If this it's doesn't almost work. A lot of uh, a lot of different uh, outlines right. of like, or like a flow mind, chart. Mind map, flow it's a flow chart, chart. ERD. It's like, if this, then go here. Right. If this, then go here. If it doesn't work, do this. If and it does, then do this. So <laughs> what that makes me very, very good at is seeing a, a bigger picture, being able to dive in and focus on those little things and dive back out and, and, and see uh, all of those tiny little details very, 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 very quickly. Yeah. The downside of that is the OCD thing that happens, which is, and when, when you wind up getting stuck on one of those, you get stuck on one of those, or you start to overthink things, or you start to think, you know what, if this thing doesn't work out, then, oh man. And you start to get obsessive and you start to, 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 to worry about that. 70% lemonade, 20% punch, 10% Sprite. If they don't have fruit punch, do like 85% lemonade and 15% Sprite. If they don't have lemonade, do 85% punch and 15% Sprite or 7-Up. See, but that's what happens. Right. You get stuck on that. And, you know, and then then you wind up and you, you get so... Kind of in a not a rut, but you can't you in a what we call what I call the spiral. And that's why we work very well together because there are times when you'll be working on something and I can see you getting so frustrated. And sometimes I can walk over and just be like, Why don't you just do that? Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh <laughs> I you would move so fast past all of it, you know, yeah. and 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 maybe sometimes it helps to have an outsider's point of view every once right. in a while. But how do you know when you need that? Exactly. Okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, kit kitten mumps num nums whatever. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Listen to her. She sounds better going through the new yeah. hookup in yep. there. Sorry to make awesome. you on hold for so long. Have you been on hold for an hour? No, not even not long. Okay, so who are you? Uh, my name is Kitty. I've called in once or twice before. I think I'm the one who makes the jewelry. You are, and I and we have the jewelry. My we jewelry's on my desk gorgeous, right now. Gorgeous mm-hmm. cufflinks, Adventure Time cufflinks, and a Hattie. Call me maybe Hattie Bird necklace. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? That's the best. We used to play that song. Ago. Yeah, we used to play that song for uh, <laughs> for Hattie whenever she would on the frequency. For people who don't listen to that show, um, Hattie would very often just digress into. So I would get off focus is what I would do. Yeah. I would. And, and so, you know, when uh, we would always play the Call Me Maybe song. Someone made a terrible loop that's just the beginning of that song that goes on forever. Yeah, I, won't, I, won't, I won't play it. So anyway, what are you calling about? What's going on with you? Um. Well, not well, lots of exciting things and then lots of mundane things. Um, the last time I called, I was working for two different companies. I'm a contractor and I was doing it five days a week. So I was a full-time stooge and I was wanting to branch out and do my jewelry more Mm -hmm. and put it out in the world. And since then it actually, I'm only stooging it up three days a week. Um, and in that job, I work as a systems administrator for a nonprofit, which is fun. I like it. Um, but now that I'm only doing it three days a week, I have 
four days a week with all this time to all of a sudden devote to my creative endeavors and focus has absolutely been like the one thing I've been trying to get organized because when you're at home by yourself with just you and the pets and you don't have anyone sort of not looking over your shoulder, but like no teammates to be accountable to, it gets really easy to get distracted about what's the most important thing to work on once you're up and moving for the day. Right. Because oh, that's the worst part of it is when thing, when you really, when you work in a company and you have a, a, a boss or a hierarchy or deadlines or goals or a client. Or designated people that do designated things. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier. You have that, that weight is sort of lifted off of your shoulders and they're telling you, this is what you need to do and kind of when you need to have it done by, so you kind of have to do it. But when you're on your own, especially when you're looking at different opportunities and you know who I'm, I'm going to pick on Jason Snell after this call. Oh. But, uh, so what uh, What do you find is the biggest challenge uh, for you, picking the thing that, that you think is going to be the, make you the most money or get you ahead or that you're going to like the most? Or, or what's, what's the dilemma? Well, my biggest challenge right now is setting aside the actual creative work because that's always easy. That's my flow. And actually sitting down to do emails or put my stuff out on social networks or talk to people about custom jobs or researching, you know, kind of the best way to market myself when everything about marketing is changing week to week. Right. Um, because because so that, if, I when you're yeah, because when like especially you talk about creative work, you talk about designer projects. When I first started a, a software consulting business where I was building websites and content management systems and stuff like that. You know, I, I was very naive and I thought, I've got a client, I've got a client, it's going to be great. And I started work on the client and uh, with the client and it, it, it did go great. And I finished the project and they were happy and I got paid. That's the dream, right? Like you did it, you got paid, everything that happened. And then I'm like, oh, right. I don't have anything lined up for the next three months. Um, what exactly am I going to do? I mean, I got paid, so I'm carried for a little while, but... Ideally, I would want to finish the project, take a, a you know a little break to you know do whatever for a few days or a week or whatever. Not like time off per se, but you know focus on keeping house, so to speak, with your business, and then start on the next project. Well, there was no next project because I devoted a hundred percent of my time to focusing on getting project A done without planning for a project B. So. You know, fortunately, I got a project B and everything went fine. But, you know, if I had been smarter, instead of saying, I know you're not doing this exact kind of work, but instead of saying, I can get your thing done in four weeks. Right. That would have been great. Four weeks. It'll be done. Awesome. Well, the reality of that is I should have said six weeks. And right. then I could have spent a little bit of time every day or every other day saying an hour today, I'm going to start getting in touch with new prospective clients, you know, or I'm going to all uh -huh. day Wednesday, all day Wednesday, I'm hustling, right. you know, and I'm out there, I'm making calls, I'm doing things and I can schedule. And, and so that, and also then you come back on Thursday and you're a little bit more fresh to the project that I could have built in that time. And it's, I totally get what you're saying. My answer to you is you have to do all of those things. You can't take a break, especially if social media is even the smallest part of what you do or it, tied into it. And honestly, it's 2014, like it is, right, or it should be. Uh, and we don't do that enough. I know. But you <laughs> need to be on top of 
every single aspect of that, you absolutely have to be promoting yourself or talking to people or interacting with clients or interacting with people. And isn't it hard to, to not do that thing that's fun to not say, oh, this is so much fun. I love this. I mean, how do you decide what, how you're going to spend your time? Well, that's actually what I'm in the process of breaking down. And I've been experimenting with setting aside, for example, one whole day for the creative process and then one whole day for the business process. But the wall I've actually come up against is um, I was, I'm from a very rigorous academic background. And in that background, you're taught that if you're not working on something, you really should be. And the more time you put into something, the better the results will be. Except when you're running your own business with every part, that's not true. For example, you can spend five hours making a piece of jewelry. You can spend 15 minutes on social media and get a positive output on both sides. Yeah. So really, my biggest challenge right now is sitting down. You know, if I do a day with the creative stuff, I feel great at the end. That's easy. But sitting down for a day and only spending 15, 20 minutes answering emails, and then at the end of it, I feel like, well, I should be doing eight other things, but what am I supposed to be doing? What could I be doing right now that would have maximum impact on my presence in the world? And not knowing the answer to that sometimes makes me just sort of sit there, and then I get distracted, and then I don't do anything else all day, and then I beat myself up, and you know, right. the cycle yeah, I mean, it really is tough. It's, uh, you know, I'm looking, speaking of social media, um, Matt Williamson, CFS underscore Matt, says you need to be laser-like focused if you want to succeed. Do you think that that's true? Is it true in the creative field? Do you need to have laser-like focus to succeed in what you're doing? If you're an artist and business and management and organization is not your forte, and for a lot of artistic people, it is not then you need to have laser-like focus to find someone to help you get yourself out there. Right? <laughs> right. When I was in college, um, I worked not only as an artist, but I also worked in art galleries, and I was one of those people who got the artists out there, and there's two sides to that coin. I'm very lucky in that I'm a very organized person, so it's a blessing and a curse. I can do it all myself, which is great, but I have to do it all myself, which is where I get stuck. Doing it all yourself is... I, I just think a sticking point for so many people, including me, it's, you know, you look at the whole spectrum of running a business and what's involved in that. And again, talking about, you know, your academic background, it seems like in academia, there is a, a sense of overall organization or the, it seems like they're there should be one. You know, you have classes, you have schedules, you have outlines, you have a, a syllabus, right? You have uh, you have a plan for what's going to be taught and how the year is going to go or the semester is going to go, right? And you, you're working towards something. And doesn't it feel weird when you're building a business that you're not, I mean, I guess you should be, but it doesn't always feel like you're working towards something that's tangible the way that it does with a project. Like this project needs to launch on this day and we need to get these things done. But like, mm -hmm. does it, does it make sense to impose? And my answer is yes, but does it make sense to impose, uh, you know, like deadlines on yourself? I think the answer is yes. I think, I think you have to, you have to set those goals for yourself. And a lot of the time it's easier to do it if they're financially related, you know, like if you can say, I, I need to be making this much money by this amount of time, or I need to have eight projects lined up 
by this amount of time. So can that be part of your decision? Do you think that if, of where you focus your time and how you focus it? Can you add metrics to that to see which of these things are yielding the kind of, I want to have this much free time, but I want to have this much income. Can that be a guide for you? You know, I actually like that. I've, I, with, you know, what you said about the syllabus is dead on. And so often what I'll do is I'll sit down and I'll write out a roadmap of where I want to be in the next one, two, three months. And it looks great on paper. But again, that problem is if the thing you you set for yourself to do that day only takes, you know, really 15, 20 minutes until someone bounces an answer back to you, right. you start to feel listless. So I like the idea of working in not only what has to get done, but, you know, by X date, no matter how long it takes to do it, have I reached my goal of, you know, getting five new inquiries or setting up one new custom piece, something like that. I had not put those two together in my mind. So yeah, I mean, that's it, very helpful. You, you know, it might be a good way to do it. Um, thanks very much for the call, by the way. I always love when you call. Thank you for uh, for calling today. Thank you. You guys are so helpful. Bye. Bye. I literally would not be. Oh, bye. Bye, guys. No, <laughs> no go ahead. Say it. Say it. I haven't killed you yet. No, no, no. I was purely going to say that I still remember when Quit launched and I was sitting in front of my day job, listening to it in the car and just deciding that, you know, I had no more excuses not to do this. So, you know, it took about a year to launch it from first thought to actually get it going and making money with it. But pretty much the whole reason I finally got it off the ground was you guys. So oh, that's awesome. Like calling in and talking well, you. thank you. Calling again. Let yeah. us know what's going on. Thanks for saying that. Bye. I will. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. She's like the sweetest human. I know. You know, I, but that's the thing. I hate to make everything about money. But when you're focusing on something, Hattie, that's a business, mm-hmm. inevitably it's it's going to be about money. And that doesn't right. mean you can only do things that will yield money. But you have to be aware of that. You have to. And remember, we always used to have this conversation. We always used to say, like, like you would say, Dan, should I be working on this or this? This is two years ago right, like, when you first Should starting. I be, uh, you know, the other day you were like, oh, we don't have uh, business cards for our traveling. I'm like, okay, should I do that? Or the thing you asked me to do five minutes earlier, right. which is, you know, write a sponsor back for something. Right. I don't know, or create a proposal. You know, it's easier when you're in a business that's tied more directly to money. But let's say you are a designer and you're thinking, hmm, should I be working on uh on, on this website that's going to promote my work or should I be following up with this potential client in email? But if or I follow invoicing up, the client. Or invoicing <laughs> the client. Exactly. If, if I don't follow up with them, then, uh, you know, then maybe I won't get that uh, project that I'm working on. But if I don't have a website to promote the latest projects that I've been doing, uh, then no one will know that I've done this awesome work and I won't get those other potential uh, right. leads. You know, it's so... It's another spiral. And that's something <laughs> that we are always struggling with here, yeah. I think. And, you know, should we be working on the new show? Should we be getting the, the new studios set up? You know, it's so hard, especially when you're when you're short-staffed. And again, this goes back to, like, look at what Adam Curry has done with his listener-supported show. Hundreds of thousands of people donating uh, because they like the stuff that he's doing, frees him up from having to spend hours and hours and hours. And it always makes me laugh because here's, let me, you know what, before we take this next call and before I do a spot, it always makes me laugh how, and this this is so true in my life, and, and, and I see it time and time again, how whenever you're going to take on something new and you get a little sample of it, you get a little taste of it. Yeah. You get a little bit of like, 
oh, I, I see how this, I tried it and it went really well. Whatever yeah. it is, could be a project, could be some, whatever. Yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. I could make this a thing that I do. And then you start doing it and you're like, well, this is, this is like I thought it was hard work, but I, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got this. And then something happens where you really get into it and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> this is way harder than I thought. This right. takes way more time than I thought. This is, I can do this, but man alive, is this bigger than, than I, I had thought it ever was be. imagined it would be. And it can be down to a simple thing. I love the mowing the yard example of this because you're like, I just bought a house. Oh, right. There's no lawn service here like there was at my apartment. Mm-hmm. I guess I have to mow the yard. Okay. Well, I don't think, what does it take, half an a, hour a week? It'll be a fun Saturday yeah, thing. Yeah, take me half an hour. Right. And, uh, and, and so, well, I guess I need to get a lawnmower, right? Well, I don't want to spend a lot on a lawnmower. I'm, you now know you're what? researching there, lawnmowers. Yeah, so now I've got to research lawnmowers. And it seems like <gasps> Dan, there's the electric kind and there's the regular kind. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll get this one lawnmower from Sears. It's the cheap one. And then you, you go and you get that and you start mowing. And man, this is really hard. And I have these rocks in the backyard, like how he was saying. And then I've got, it's a hill in the backyard and pushing this thing up that hill. I really should have got, spent the extra 50 bucks to get one of those self-powered ones. But I guess I got to deal with this one because I'm not going to go buy another mower now. I have this one that, you know what, like the edges of my yard don't look very good and I can't get in around where those plants are. I guess I need a, uh, you know, an, an edger and a trimmer, but I don't want to buy two separate edgers and trimmers. I I'm going to get that one combo one. So you get the combo one. You're like, man, changing this thing out really sucks. And you know what? These combo edger trim and and edger trimmers in general, they don't have a separate place for the oil and the gas. You've got to mix it together. So now I've got to go and get a separate container where (laughs) I can mix the gas and the oil together. Now you're mixing oil and gas. Right. So now I've got these different cans uh, and this just grows and grows and grows. And now where are you going to put all that? Now you have or reorganize and redesign your garage to fit all the new things you but just you bought. you can't just then- put the tools away dirty. you got to clean them off. Yeah. So you got to get something. Yeah. You know what? Now there's like grass and leaves all over the front of my yard and everything from where I clean this stuff off. And you know what? I should have got that mulching mower because now I've got these bags of grass that are here. And now I need to go get <laughs> one of these blowers. Well, I'm going to get the electric blower. Then I got to get an extension cord. Man, running around the yard with this extension cord is a nightmare. I should have gotten them po- motorized you know one. You I'm going to stop it, it you just, right there. You have a problem. Problem with tools and devices. You like you like to get a thing to go with the other thing so that this thing becomes easier. You like doing it's that, and that I, I just okay, realized I'm it. not denying that I like doing it, but <laughs> you have to do it. And here's the thing. Yeah. This is, so now all of a sudden I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on piss poor <laughs> subpar uh, lawn care stuff uh-huh. when I could have just hired a company to come out and do it. But no, I wanted to do it myself. Right. You see, and now I've undertaken a project because to me, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars a week to let someone else mow my yard. That's outrageous. That's or frivolous. $50. Right. right. When all of a sudden now you've got all this stuff that you have to clean, you have to maintain, you have to upgrade. You know how many times I'm very good at rebuilding a lawnmower and cleaning a lawnmower <laughs> engine. Okay. Because I was too stubborn. Right. To let someone else do it for years and years and years. Okay, so that's stupid, right? Well, it's not stupid because initially when I thought about doing it, I thought, well, this is something easy. I can just do it. And it saves money. And it saves money and time. Well, look at podcasting. So much, even with all the great tools, all the great shows, all the great tools that are out there, (laughs) you know, it's still very, very challenging to do a podcast. Forget doing a podcast network. 
And by the way, I think of five by five more as a label than a network, by the way. But, but today I'm all, I'm shocked. Mike Hurley, who just quit his, he just quit his full-time yeah. uh, job. He tweeted about, yeah, good for him. But I mean, he knows a bit about doing podcasts, so he knows yeah. what he's getting into. But whenever we were at, we, I was, we were at this LA podcast thing and oh, before that we were at the one. Dallas one, everybody <laughs> in the audience of this one talk, every single person in the audience, I've just started a podcast network and uh, I've got a couple of questions and then yeah, like, why would you start a podcast network? And the in guy the would sense- be like, well, how many shows do you have? Oh, we've got 18 shows that we're doing every week now on top of my full time job. <laughs> like, why are you doing Good 18 luck. shows? Right. I'm trying to do less shows. I'll talk about the amplifier. I'm going to write, make a little note for myself. Hold on. Good. I hear that buzz. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so big circles. I'll talk about amplifier. I'm trying to do f- fewer shows. I'm trying to yep. do more with fewer, fewer shows. Making the shows, the, the smaller number Making of shows, shows that you're doing better. better. Right. Okay. But like all of this, whenever I hear that people are starting a network and they're doing lots of shows and they're doing all That's this stuff. That's their initial goal like, is a network. Why not focus on one thing and do it <laughs> I don't know. awesome. Right. Do it. Uh, make it amazing. Make Tom Merritt your, style. Yeah. Tom Merritt style. He's got one show. I mean, he does do Cord right. Killers and the other little things out there. With but the shows other, that he fully controls. Yeah. show, he's got one. And you know what his reward for doing just one show is? I should check it right now and make sure Ooh, I, I quote the right like, number. He makes 12 ten, yeah. grand a month. It was at least 10 yeah. a month from his Patreon people. He does one show. He has he can no focus ads and put his on energy it. In there. He's got no ads. He's a hundred percent listener supported. He's making you know. I can do some basic math. Ten times twelve is one hundred and twenty. He's making over a hundred k a year, which, by the way, in LA is equivalent to making about eight thousand everywhere else. But the fact <laughs> <Right>? is, <laughs> he's making over a hundred thousand dollars a yeah. year for one show. That's a great show. Yep. But that's his single focus. And now I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a call. I'm going to do a spot. I'm going to do a call and I'm going to pick on Jason Snell. Then I'm going to talk about Amplified and then we're going to talk about Shark Tank. Cool. Cause after you uh, are cleaning out your lawnmower and things like that, I think it's time to lay down. You think it's time. That is a segue. Hattie has made a very smart segue because right here on our, on, on our floor. I wish you could get the mic down there. I don't know how you. Oh, you want me to lay to do the spot yeah. laying down? We could get a Sure SM58 and do it. But what I will do? Oh, I could just bring. Oh, we don't. We're no, not recording, we're not recording mic free. I'm going to take a picture of. Don't this. get our mess out there in it. Uh, no, ugly. there's no mess. This is not a good shot. And does it look? Well, we'll take it later. We'll take a, a shot later. Oh, we have, and we have had for a while here in our office. We've had a bed. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> it is. It is a bed. There's a reason we have this has bed. been made by Casper, who's our sponsor, and they we've talked about them before. Casper makes, I think, the one of if not the most one of the most comfortable mattresses. Totally agree that I have ever laid on in my whole life, and I was turned off by. I'll be honest with you, full disclosure, I was a little turned off when I first heard about Casper because I thought, oh great, this is one of those piece of crap. Memory foam. I've slept on memory foam and it's horrible. Yeah, It makes you hot. It, it's, it's not supportive enough. You know what? When you, when you hit 40, <laughs> there's a chance that you may have some lower back issues happening and having a good mattress that's supportive is important. Is super important. 
When you're 18, you lay on a mattress, you bounce. That's up, why there's you lay on the ground, you sleep on the ground. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> futons <laughs> exist because they're 18 year old people. Right. Well, I was very, I was suspect of this. I said, oh, well, you know what? They really want to sponsor some shows. And I said, listen, Casper, <laughs> we, if we, if you, if you don't have a good mattress, I can't, I can't tell people that it's great. And they're like, ha, we will send you a mattress to try out and you're going to love it. And I said, all right, very suspect of this. So they sent this thing out. First of all, the presentation was glorious. That's how I'll describe it. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. So they send a, there, there's a box. It's just a rectangular box. I'm like, it's like a mini refrigerator. The mattress box. is in that. We're like, but a mattress is long and skinny. Right. How does it fit so in you there? Open it up and it's rolled up. Inside of there, like a burrito. Little burrito. And they give you, you know those uh, letter openers? Yeah. That, that you, you have a little tiny razor blade in the plastic thing. They give you that and it's like, it's got and like it's a- it's custom to Casper. It's what so What is cute. that material that's wrapped around this I would this call thing? it like a Tyvek or Tyvek. something. You go zoop. You zip it across. The mattress unfurls, unfurls like a red carpet. And <laughs> it begins to float and in, in, inhales. And and so I'm like, okay, that's amazing. Yeah. But there's no way this thing is comfortable. Right. This is the, one of the most comfortable mattresses I've ever had. We were you both li- blown away. Blown away. And you had just bought a regular mattress. Right. For a way tw- probably two, too much. three times as much as this thing. And uh, you're like instantly like. I'm like, oh, oh man, man, I should have just waited. <laughs> so you you lay on this thing. It's it's what they call a hybrid, which is not the human alien hybrids that are abducting people. But no. it's, it is a hybrid uh, that involves memory foam and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let me actually look, look at just some of these talking points here. This is the deal. You're going to spend 500 bucks for a twin size mattress. 600 for a twin XL, 750 for a full, 850 for queen, 950 for a king size mattress. Good luck. Fi- First yeah, of all, good luck finding that. If you this go comfortable, if you forget else. this comfortable, right. you can't find a, 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 a crap mattress, right? King size crap uh, mattress for 850. New. Yeah. You got to try this thing. And, and so, so I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, first of all, okay, great. Dan likes a bed, but I don't want to commit to this. You don't have to commit to this thing. Well, the other thing is like, oh, well, if they're an online mattress place, how do I go right. and feel them? You, you can't. This is what I'm saying. You don't have to commit. They will send you one free delivery and a free return. You get to try this thing for a hundred Days. Do you think that'll be enough to know if you uh, like the mattress? Yeah. A hundred days. You don't need, I mean, we didn't need a hundred days. We needed one, one, yeah, we, I needed one five lay minutes. on it. Right. <laughs> one lay on it. Anyway, that's completely <laughs> risk-free. Statistically, lying on a bed for four minutes in a showroom has no correlation to whether it's the right bed for you, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I there's no relation at all. They've made this completely risk-free. They know how important it is. The, the mattresses, they say that I love this expression, obsessively engineered. Wait, you were talking about that the, it's a hybrid. It's like foam and? It's latex and memory foam. Yep. But it's very but it's comfortable. Oh, yeah. Risk-free. They're made right here in, in, uh, in America. The USA. USA. And, uh, and listen, I, I, this is the deal. You use our coupon here, you're going to save 50 bucks toward any mattress. Special URL to use is Casper.com. They got that now. Yes, they they were. Uh, they were Casper Sleep. But I mean, I'm sure it redirects. It does. It does. But go to Casper. They got, they got Casper.com slash, slash grit. Yeah. 
Not quit. Grit. grit. Casper.com slash grit. And you're going to get fit or they just use the code grit and you will get 50 bucks off. Do it. It's crazy. Me too. So go check it out. <laughs> go get a good night's Casper. sleep. Yeah, go get finally. That'll do help yourself you, a favor. It'll help you uh, do better work. Maybe you're, focus more. You going to college? Sleep and focus is so connected. You're going to college. You're sending your kid to college. I wish I had known about this in mattress. college. <sighs> I would have gotten one of these. Who's, who wants a futon? Have you ever slept on a futon? I dated no. a girl in college that had a, a futon. Worst experience ever. Worst relationship in my life. <laughs> All because of that. Bad. So go check it out. Casper.com slash grit. Support the show. Yeah. And support the show uh, by getting yourself a mattress. Seriously, go and do it. Go and do likewise. <laughs> All right. I guess I got to do a couple more calls here. Someone's been on hold for two hours. Have we been doing the show for two I hours? I don't think so. I think they called early. They wanted to get a uh, jump on it. You wanted to get a jump on it and be on the yeah. show? That was it. Okay. <laughs> Who is this? This is Ian in Seattle. Woo! Yeah, Ian. I've never been to Seattle. You got the needle, you got water, you got everything up there. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. What are you it's calling about? Town. Well, uh, I'm going to screw up your statistic that you quoted last week because I am an unemployed web developer, ah. and I need your help to fix that. I guarantee you. Personal guarantee that by the end of this show, you will have 10 job offers and you'll be able to take your pick. Oh, that would be great. Okay. We'll make it happen. So, What's ha- what statistic um, are you quoting? Dan, last week you said that. Uh, oh, it's I very easy if you're a no web designer. Web designer or Ruby on Rails developers that are unemployed, as we said. Right. Okay. But I am. So um, the, I guess the, the caveat to that is that. Um, I'm trying to break into web development as a career. I've been doing um, software testing for about 10 years now. And uh, I'm done with it. I want to do, I mean, I've been in love with web, making websites for a really long time and I want to make it a career. And um, what experience in web design do you have? What skills, what skills do you have? um, Well, I mean, I know HTML, I know CSS, and that includes HTML5 and CSS3, um, JavaScript, um, geez, uh, I could just go down the list, um, SAS, jQuery, uh, Jasmine, I know some other frameworks like Angular, and a um, little bit of Bootstrap I've dabbled in, like on my portfolio site, uh, Backbone and Ember, although I don't like them as much. What about um, Node.js? You got Node.js? Yeah, I took a I took a course on that on um, CodeSchool.com, and um, it was a pretty in-depth course. Most of the time, what I'm using, what I end up using Node for, though, is um, like Grunt and Karma for testing. Mm-hmm. Do you? So um, you're in you're so, in this. You've got you've got the skills. You've got the chops to do this. You're you're confident. Do you yeah. have any practical experience? Have you done any real world project work? Not for yourself, but for a paying or a pro bono client? Um, not really. That's, I think, part of the problem that I'm hitting. So do you have, um, uh, so you've got knowledge, you've got skills, you're confident in your ability, but you haven't done any real work yet, and you said that you were unemployed. Not for clients. Okay. Yeah. But you're, you're unemployed. Right. I am unemployed. 
because the idea was, um, I mean, I've been spending, you know, the last year just sort of boning up on my skills, mm-hmm. uh, taking a lot of online courses, mm-hmm. catching up because um, my skills have been kind of out of date as far as, uh, you know, web development goes. And so I wanted to learn, you know, what are people doing now? And um, so I, I spent a lot of time on that at my last job. And, um, you know, I decided it was time to take the plunge uh, just a couple months ago. And, you know, I mean, I had three months of savings. Um, you know, but you, and, when you're uh, saying you're and, saying you were at a job, you had money coming in, you're doing your software testing uh, stuff. Yeah. Right. And you said, I have never done any professional paid work in this field. Right. I want to do this. I want to do it like freelance is what it sounds like, right? Like you want to run your own thing. Well, no, I, I, I want to get, I want to get on in a company okay. doing, doing web development Why? Um, either for clients or for their in-house stuff. Was there a reason that you didn't want to apply to those kinds of jobs before you, you left the place that you were at? Well, the place that I was at had me doing a lot of overtime, like 50, 60 hour weeks. Um, and it was out in Redmond, which is, a uh, Mm-hmm. It's about an hour just to just to get out there. So I mean, I just I just didn't have I didn't have time. I mean, I was doing stuff on nights and weekends, and those were you know slim as it was, just because of the amount of time that my day job was taking. Okay, no, I get it. Well, my I advice wanted to, I wanted to devote. Sorry to interrupt. Um, no, I wanted to devote as much time as I could to. Uh, you know, actually finishing up my portfolio, getting, you know, my resume done and, and then out there and applying for jobs and interviewing and, and all of that. So um, it was really a, a matter of, of a time management issue. No, I totally hear that. And I totally understand if you're at a job that's requiring a lot of extra work and, and overtime, how are you supposed to get, you know, and, and, and listen, you know, you're, how long have you been working professionally? Uh, oh, geez. Um, well, I'm 34 now. I started when I was 18. Yeah. Um, you're starting over from so, scratch yeah. with this, too. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, and you're a 35-year-old starting from scratch and probably what will be an entry-level job, even though you bring additional experience because you've been working for 10-plus years. But right. you're starting from scratch, and you are up against... Uh, to be honest, you're up against 18-year-olds, 21-year-olds, 25-year-olds who, you know, think about it like this. Think about what you're up against. Somebody who graduated age 21, uh, maybe they even majored, you know, you can take web design in college now. You can become a web designer as a major in college. You can. Somebody came out with that and they've been working five years. They're 25, 26 years old, 27 years old, five, six years of experience under their belt with a degree in this. And you're 10 years Mm -hmm. older. You need to make more money than them. Do you support a family or are you on your own? I'm on my own, thankfully. So, well, at least you don't have to worry about that. But you're so, and you're coming in, they're coming out, graduating school with a portfolio even though it's not professional, it's project work. But they can come out and say, yeah. hey, I'm 21 years old. I can work 80 hours a week and I don't get tired. I don't need sleep. <laughs> and you can pay me. You can pay me 20K a year and I'll be thankful to get it. 
And I right. don't know anything so you can mold me into exactly what you want me to be and work the way you want me to work. That to an employer is very exciting. That is exactly what an employer wants. They want somebody with a lot of talent. Maybe it's unrefined talent. They want somebody with a lot of talent. They don't have to pay very much. Who's going to break their neck and bust their hump to get every single thing done early and on time and impress you. They want people like you too. Don't get me wrong. They want people like you too, but those are the people that you're up against. So you've got, you've got a lot of work to do. Now let's say you're awesome. Cause I believe, I believe in you and you're awesome and you know your stuff and you show up not just with the same skills or better skills than this designer who just got out of school that you're competing with, but you've got real work experience and you understand the How way an pro- office works. You, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, work dynamics, project dynamics. If you've been doing testing, you understand software development. You You'll understand be more professional all of these things. Because mm-hmm. you are older. I have know. a solution for this guy, Hattie. Good. I have a solution for him. And it's the only solution. Uh-huh. It's not going to be what he wants to hear. I'm uh-huh. not sure if I should tell him. I think you should. On the one hand, it's, so this is, this is a, this is a three part solution with a fallback fourth option. Okay. 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 Wait on You're not going to like any of this. First part of it is, you said you built a portfolio. I'm assuming you've got a website out there, right? That talks yep. about what you do. And yep. you probably don't have a lot of paid client work on there because you haven't done any, but you can show right. what you do by building a really awesome site. That, so, so step one is to start promoting that. And, and you're not going to like the way that you have to promote it. And people in the audience aren't going to like this either because I'm about to suggest that you consider doing either free or see Hattie's Mouthing lip syncing what saying. I'm saying, free or very cheap work you to show what you can do. You got to that portfolio. Yeah, you don't need to tell your other prospective that clients it that it was for free, but you need to do it. Now, I would be very suspect if somebody contacted me today and said, I'm a new designer, developer, whatever, and I'm really just looking to get projects and I'm willing to do free work. That's a little bit of a red flag for me, but I think you will be able to find that. Now, don't worry about that if that doesn't happen and don't advertise that you're doing free work, but reach out to people and tell them your situation. Because if somebody emailed me and said, I'm 35. I spent years in software testing and I listened to this amazing podcast called Grit that changed my life and made me realize that I was spending my time doing something that I didn't like doing. And now I'm on, I really, a corporate stooge. Yeah. And I don't want to be a corporate stooge. I want to be creative and I've got these skills and I've got 10 years of experience working and I really want to enter this thing. Let me take your project and, and help and you, can you guys say, out. I'm trying to get more projects in my portfolio. Right. So step one is start advertising and be honest with people and right. tell them what you're doing. You will find someone who wants to hire you. Step one. Step two is start applying for every single design job in the area that you live in. All every them, single all one, them, all of them. regardless of how much they require. And put don't go in blah, blah, blah into your big sob story, whatever. But make <laughs> it, you know, be, be obvious about the point that like, I've made a career change. I've got experience in these other things. I'm really good at this stuff that I do and I'm applying for your job. So do that. That's step two. Step three is also consider that... Um, that you may need to do something else to provide you with income. And I don't know how it works in right. software testing, but if you can find part-time or consulting yeah. software testing gigs, take them. Especially because you've been in it a long time. And so 
I mean, I assume that it would be pretty you straightforward for you, right? You get a contract. And, yeah. and, 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 and so the, the, that's part two. The third part of this thing is you've got to give this thing a, a time box or you're going to run out of money. You said you saved three months worth of salary or something like that. You don't want to yeah. run out of that. I don't know how no. long you've been waiting on this, but you've got to give yourself a deadline. And you have to say, if I don't find – I'm applying – I'm trying to get freelance work and full-time work as a designer. And if I don't get it by whether it's November, December, January, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if by that time I don't get it – I'm now going to change my focus and go and go back to testing. And you, you will not think of that as a defeat. You will think of that as I need to make money so that I don't wind up on the street. Right. Um, and then what else I was going to say is, uh, when you're reaching out to those clients, you know, you're like, who, who would I reach out to, to do pro bono work for, uh, Pick right. a logo or pick a site that you hate and reach out to them and say, I'd love to redesign this because I really, really think that you guys could have a better site or something like that. That's a great way because then they're way. like, we have a we have a, a site that uh, that someone wants to redesign. Now I'm now they're curious about your ideas and what you might do for them. And right. they like that. If somebody if somebody okay. and, and, you know, one of the ways that I've found engineers and people who work with us is I've people have, uh, you know, I think Jim Metzendorfer in the yeah. very beginning, he was a super fan and he was the first en- engineer editor that I hired. And he re- wrote in and he said, I love your shows. Here's I, I've, you know, been thinking and here's some things you should try to see because I think your audio could be even better. And here's some things that yeah, you, you could try. Yeah, you have to say it in a nice and way. He, yeah, you got to say it in a nice <laughs> way. But he laid it out and he's like, try these different things. And I was like, dude. Let me hire you. That's how that happened. This could happen. Make your for you knowledge necessary for them to have. <laughs> and then, so then you, the last thing is you got to promote yourself like crazy. Social media. Seriously, like okay. get out there and talk about it. Talk about. Oh, I just remembered another thing I got to talk down. about. Sorry about that. I got to take. Now I'm writing things down during the show. So <laughs> seriously, though, like. This is the answer for you. This is what you need to do. You need to go out and you need to you need to promote yourself. You need to start contributing to things. You need to offer your time because you have got time. Get your name out there. How, the are web you develop- applying for jobs? Are you are you you know looking on oh, the yeah. job boards? What are the, what happens? Have you gone to Seriously, any interviews? Yeah. Have you any interviews? Uh, yeah, I actually I had a an interview just last Thursday that I thought went really well. Okay. Um, I even like the night before I stayed up until about midnight, just working on practicing code challenges. Cause I knew that was going to come up during the interview. Um, you know, I sent the thank you letter afterwards. And what happened? I still haven't heard anything back. It's, it's been a week now. So you've so far, um, you've, it sounds to me like you've, you've done, done everything, everything right. Correct. Yep. You've done everything right. Is, is the job market <clears throat> in Seattle very competitive for the kind of jobs that you've been applying for? For web development, I'm getting the feeling that it is. Because they may um, have 50 I mean, other I see a lot of postings, applicants. But, yeah, I, I see a lot of postings, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting any offers. So <laughs> that kind of tells me that there's, it's probably quite competitive. So here's what I would do. And they may or may not reply to this, but, you know, the worst thing they can do is not reply to it. Right. <laughs> I would email mm-hmm. them after after it's been seven days since your interview and email okay. them and so say, today. OK, so today, Good. email them and thank them again for the interview and say, um, I'm, you know, 
Um, I really appreciate the time that you took to, to do that. I have a question. Um, if I'm not a good fit for this role, it would really help me, um, you know, to, to, to understand why. Uh, if there's any information you can offer to me um, as, as far as what you might have been looking for, uh, it would really help me in my future job search. That, that they probably won't write you back. I'll tell you why. Because there's all kinds of laws around this where if they say, oh, you didn't have yeah, enough really? of this or you had to. But you know what? They might reply. And I don't right. think it hurts to ask them or reach out and say, what was I missing? You know, and it might be as simple as, oh, well, we wanted someone who could do PHP. Well, right, okay, like, okay, that's good enough. Or we were looking for someone with more hands-on experience. Okay. You know, th- there could be a million reasons, but at least this will start to give you a picture of what's out there and what, what yeah. the expectation is. You know, they, they might have wanted somebody uh, secretly who was 25, who they could pay half as much. And, and the fact that you seemed like you were making a career change made them worry about you. Who knows? They, uh, they won't say that if that's mm-hmm. the reason, but- Right. You know, you can you can get a little bit of something that that might wind up helping you in the future. And if you're just looking for a reply like, oh, we've already chosen someone else or something like that, or we're still in the process. I mean, Dan, what do you think about maybe him writing and saying, you know, I I uh, I'm wanting to decide between this other job that I've. Uh, oh, right. You know, right. like kind of pitching the. I'm, I'm my, you know, may not be available. Do you like that or no? I don't know. I don't know. I've definitely seen candidates, even he, people who applied and here. And that for, does make trying me Trying to say, decide between this and another thing. Right. If they like you. They will then. That might just provoke a response. It, right. But it also has a, I don't want to use the word smarmy, but it almost uh, feels like you're manipul- trying to kind of strong right. arm them a little bit right. to like, you better tell me I'm going to walk. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm hot, I'm shot. hot stuff. Right. You Which know? is not what you want to come off yeah. as, but so no to that. Well, if you frame it right, I think it could work. If you were to say, um, obviously don't, don't lie about it because they could just call your bluff and then right. you're screwed. <laughs> but if they're, you know, say, like, I really want to work for yeah, you. That, and, that and, to me is stronger. And I, you know, I, w- I want to work here, but this other company has already offered me something. Only and, if it's true though. Right. Uh, then, well, I haven't right. received any offers yet. So you know, but that, so then I think, I think if, if it's, you know, I, I just wouldn't want to like what I hate. I hate getting email of the person who's like, I really, really want to work there. I think it's a really great fit. And um, yeah, you know, like I'm not going to apply anywhere else if if there's a chance you might hire me. Like that, and then you just <laughs> right, seem then desperate. You're like, right. Or you're trying to corner right. the person. I just think tell them you really, yeah. you you know, you really want to work there. And you're wondering if there was any feedback from the interview. That's it. Right. Leave it like okay. that. Yeah. I like it open-ended. Like okay. That. Listen though. Uh, if people, I'm going to let you pimp your, your thing. If people want to hire you, if they're, if you, you know, you want to give this guy a, sh- a chance, we got a lot of people who listen to this show. Yeah. Where do they go to, to look at your stuff? Is it any good? I don't want to send them there. If it's bad, then, well, I uh, think it's good. okay. You think it's good. <laughs> where do, where do people go? Uh, uh it's one, two, eight K dot CO, uh, forward slash folio, F O L I O. Uh, that's got my portfolio on it. Down at the bottom, it's got a link to my resume and PDF form. I've got this is a good uh, site, man. My my codeschool.com account. I've got my GitHub account linked on there. He's got it all. Uh, this even, guy has got it all. Let me just tell you what I'm looking at here. 
Look at this site. Nice. First of all, um, hold on. Let me resize the browser. <laughs> I, I even took your advice look about at this. the uh, the avatar image. Yeah, look it, at like, him. Shows my he's got. Uh, let me just tell you, this guy is doing everything right. Yep. He's got a fully responsive website. Is this Bootstrap? Yeah. Okay. So he's using Bootstrap, which proves he knows how to do that, which is like fifty percent of every design. It's got the uh, what do you call it? Parallax scrolling, Hattie. That you're always talking about. It says what he is right yeah. at the top: front end web developer, graphic and interaction designer. You scroll down. It's it has a, it t- says what your experience is with. It's got a portfolio of stuff. You've got a bunch of stuff linked up here. It's he's got his resume. To d- you can view as a PDF. He's got links to his social things. He's got links yeah. to his uh, to his GitHub. Everything's easily findable. He's consistent findable. with the naming. It's 128K yep. and GitHub too. He's got his avatar. You can actually see who he is as a human being. This is the poster child. You are the poster child for everything that uh, that we've been talking about here. Oh yeah, I even even on my resume, my my skills list, I even uh, stole an idea that that one of your callers had from uh, many episodes back, where they were like, uh, oh oh no, it wasn't one of your callers. I think it was you saying that you had gotten a resume from someone that had like little uh, little bubbles. Yeah, you know, to show your, to show your experience. I absolutely I love think, that so much. I think today. You know what, Hattie? Make a new. I want to make a new rule. New rule. If somebody applies for one of our jobs, <laughs> postings, and they don't have the little what Ian has right here, uh-huh. the little what you do, you can do it with. He's done it. It looks to me like if you went to school when I did, you know what a scantron is, where you fill in the little I bubble. Know, I know okay. what scantron so is. So he's got little circles, and he has his skill level represented based on the number out of four of of these different. So for for Photoshop. Yeah. He's got three out of four of the bubbles uh, filled in. He's got two for and, Chrome and DevTools. He's got three for Grunt.js. Three for Git. And I, and I intentionally left the fourth bubble blank because I figure you've always got more to learn, right? See? See? Boom. Poster child. Yep. Poster child. Telling you. So this is great. And your resume is one page. Good. <laughs> Everything's right. <laughs> so this good. guy's done everything right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I listened to the resume episode of, uh, I think that was back when it was called Quit. Yeah. Uh, like God, three or four times. Amazing. When I was crafting this. So. You're amazing. He's amazing. I'm so, and look, oh. so, and you want to stay in Seattle, right? You don't want to move to Austin? Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, Just but saying. I don't think I can afford a move. Yeah. You know, I'm still living off savings. So. Yeah. All right. So listen, hire this guy. Yep. Ian and, uh, Adams. Good luck to you. I am. I'm a little worried about you, but now that I've seen your resume, now I'm, I'm a worried. lot less right. worried. All right. Thank you. All right. Make thank a plan. You. I really appreciate your advice. Yeah, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to definitely work on getting myself out there. Um, Promote yourself. Start tweeting about. I'm going yes. to give myself to the end of November. Okay. I think before I start, you know, going back for just regular old software testing jobs. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to try to find some freelance work. Do it. Start, take anything. If somebody's like, I okay. need a, I need a one page site done in bootstrap. You'd be like, you know what? I'll do that for 500 bucks. Right. I mean, don't do free work <laughs> okay. if you can get away from free work, but. But discount it to where it would be basically. Because right now you're making zero. Right. And 500 right. is better than zero. Right. All right. I'm going to let you go. Thanks Ian. Good, Good luck. luck to you. All right. Thanks guys. Sometimes it hangs up the call. Sometimes it doesn't hang up the call. (laughs)
One goes one way. That one goes the other way. So what? That's my first yawn during the show. No, actually, it's your third. I've been watching oh. and keeping a, <laughs> a list. A short count. That's what you've been writing down over there. Yes. I, he's the poster child for everything. I know. I'm very, very happy with everything that uh, he's doing he's everything done. right, but yep. he's still not having success. What do you think is working that's, against that's him? That's frustrating. What do you think is working against um, him? He is doing everything right. Why has he not got a job yet? I didn't ask how many interviews he's been on, but he says he's interviewing around town. Well, is it a matter of he's, you know, because look, it's the, it's look, the, I'll be honest with you, Hattie. What? When you, when, when different people have different concepts of what they want when they're hiring, right. they may think I want somebody who's fresh out of school, who can come in here and, you know, kick some butt and they're not going to need sleep. They're not going to need much pay because they're they're going to be thrilled to work in a real company and get hands-on experience and be treated with respect and treated like an equal. And we're going to, you know, and when they prove themselves, we'll give them a raise and right. they'll get a better title and they'll work their way up in the company. Like there's a lot of companies that have that mentality. There right. are other companies who are like, I want a more senior person for this more senior role. But he's he Ian is running into a problem because he is a more senior person, but he is junior in work, this right. skill set. Yeah. He's new to the design and development stuff. He's he's a pro in what he was doing. And see that was you know what? I will go back. I think I've mentioned this before uh on on the show is okay, uh, uh, during during college, I really wanted to uh, work at work somewhere, you know, part time. And I was like, there's not much in the town that I went to school in. And so I was like, I just work at a coffee shop. That shouldn't be easy. I am a smart person. I can, uh, you know, make coffee. That's fine. <laughs> I've never made coffee before, right. but I like coffee and I can make this work. And I also apply to think at like a little record store or something like that. So. When I was applying to all these jobs, uh, postings that I saw around town, it, everything was like three plus years experience, three plus years experience. Mm -hmm. I'm like, to be a hostess. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. If everything says three plus years experience. How do you get three years of experience? How am I going to? Yeah. Who's going to hire me? Like there were no, that was so frustrating to me. Incredibly Because it had nothing to do with me. Nothing. I am a smart person. I can learn immediately many things. But most people can't. Most yeah, people maybe can't. That's and the, the other thing, not our listeners, they all can. Right. But other people who don't listen to this show. Right. But it absolutely is true. It's, 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 it's that, uh, that you need frustrating experience thing. To get you in need the door. experience to get in the door, but, but you can't get But then where do you get, get experience? Right. It's a very, snafu. very frustrating. I need those suits first thing tomorrow, all right? <clears throat> Hello? Hi. Hello, this is uh, Jeff from Florida. Oh, what part of Florida are you from? I know it well. Uh, Melbourne, Florida. Melbourne, Florida, right uh, by Cocoa Beach and Rockledge. Yes. And Rockledge. Yeah, been there uh -huh. many, 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 many times. <laughs> and I actually met y'all when you were uh, down in Orlando, whatever, six months ago. Oh, for the uh, for the thing, Alexis Ohanian's uh, thing. Yes. What is so, that? What, um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> are you backing up? Uh, like, are you driving a backhoe no, or something? I'm in my car, 
and uh, they're starting to mow near me, so I, I rolled up the windows. Nice. Oh, smart. Um, so I wouldn't, so I wouldn't uh, cut in. Yeah. So who um, are you? Yeah, who are you? What, what do you do? I'm a software developer. Um, I would really like to quit my current job. Um, but I don't, and I have, like, I have a lot of money saved up. Like, I could take a lot of time off. But I'm not exactly sure how to go about <clears throat> finding another job in a different location. Because uh, it's, it's a little difficult to get people to, to move you to different locations true. sometimes. Very true. Unless it's, unless it's someplace you kind of don't want to work. <laughs> like found, Detroit? Uh, Detroit. Uh, I think there's probably a lot in like New York City or certain California cities, but then you have to figure out the cost of living and how is that going to work out for you. Yeah. So it becomes challenging. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out like uh, if it would be a good idea to just like pick a place and, and move there and just see if you can make a go of it um, without having the, without people seeing your resume and know that, you know, Hey, this person lives far away. We're going to have to relocate them. Almost act almost as if you already live there. I'll tell you or, what, I'll tell you what, this is a great question. Cause it's something we've been dealing Do with. Do you know that Hattie, <laughs> did you know that we have a Facebook group? Okay. Did you know that? Uh, I, uh, yes. Not a, not a page. We have a page too, but we, we also we do have, have a group. A page, but we also have a group. I will put that into the show notes. That took both of our brains to figure out the difference between, between a group a and a page, group and a page, and how to turn the notifications off for all of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on our Facebook page, which I'm now going to put into, I want to go to it and in, into that. Uh, it is uh, Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/five-by-five-tv, which is the worst, but whatever. Um, we we've been talking about this topic because on a previous episode of Quit. Grit, whatever. I said, I can't believe it because every time we post about a job and we're very specific in our job posting, we say, you know what? We're hiring for people who are in Austin. We, we believe in our local community. We want to hire people who are here. We are here. You will be working in our physical office. You'll be doing physical things with cameras and microphones and mixers and other things mm-hmm. in lighting in the office. You'll be doing like things Like we need here. to be like, hey, John, go and grab all the Hiles and bring them in this room and also <laughs> run these cables and cut a hole in the wall and do the... Lots of hands-on. Well, a, hand, a handful of people have commented uh, both back and forth on both sides of the issue here. Uh, but they have basically been saying, is it a kind of discrimination that you only want to hire people in Austin? We were complaining. Because we got five great resumes oh, this man, week, they Hattie. Were awesome. And one is in Oklahoma. One is in L.A. They were not local to Austin, even though at the top of the job thing, it says you must live in Austin. And a lot of these people are saying – I, I'll move to Austin or you could move me to Austin. This is the same problem right. that you're running into now, right? Uh, and and the answer is, yes, go ahead. Hattie. One thing is if they don't mention anything about Austin, um, you know, if they're like, I live in Portland, I'm just making up. A, I live in Portland, uh, I, you know, I or I see Portland on top of their resume or whatever. And and I look at it. And I remember writing the job post. And at the very top, it says, you must live in Austin. It worries me that they won't follow directions sometimes uh, in the job if they do get the job. Because then attention to detail may may not be as high as 
I might want it That's to be. That's a great, great That's, point. That is one of the great reasons point. why it bothers just me personally. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the quality of their work or anything like that. It, it's more about, I don't know if they chose to apply regardless yeah. if it's in Austin. If so, I would like some sort of mention of that. Anyway, continue. Super fan, uh, Jackal Extraordinaire in, in, uh, on there, Kyle DeMilo. Says, uh, Dan, but yeah, as a potential employer, why move before you get the job? Relocation assistance aside, one should be able to apply for an out-of-town job and at least be given a chance. Kyle and uh, and caller, um, you know, do you, do you feel that if you're – let's I, – I don't know. You know, you're good for you. Amen that you're trying to get out of Florida. Amen. Hire this guy just simply to get, help him get out of there because nobody should live in, in Florida if you're in technology. It's just, so if you're trying to get out of there and you've set your sights on let's just pick Austin, for example, plenty of software development companies and you're like, I really want to go to Austin. Let's just say. Should you be allowed to interview? Of course you should be allowed to of course, interview. Yeah. But and here this is a. This is a big exception. If if it is your goal to move to Austin and they say at the top of the thing must live in Austin. Here's here's the thing. This is less of an uh, of an issue with a bigger employer, with a, a bigger right, company. Right. Even if they're not going to even if they're like, hey, we can't provide you with relocation assistance. They say that up front. But if you can get yourself here, you know, absolutely we'll interview with you. And if we like you, absolutely uh, we'll hire you. Here's the problem with a smaller company is if I know that you're working somewhere and you have a job and you have to break a lease or whatever to get here and you show up here and after three months, we're like, hmm, not a good fit. And that happens, you know, then it's like we encouraged you to move here. We gave you a job. Right. And now we're saying, well, it didn't work out. So we're letting you go and now you've moved here to work here. It's different if we relocated you here. Right. We if we're like, we're going to fly expenses. you down and we flew you out. put we your put, car on a train, right. you know, if we do all that and then it doesn't work out. Well, that's fine. We spent all that money. That's right. our sunk cost for it, right? We made a bad it's, decision. It was our responsibility right. in a way. <laughs> but if we can't, I can't as a potential employer, if you're in Oklahoma, uh, or LA and you think that you want to come out here and work. And it's like, you know, I just, I can't, I can't in good conscience say, yes, move out here, work here because I can guarantee you that this is going to work out. And if they want to take that risk, th- then that's fine. But I, I just, I feel like I know, that's, it, 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 it worries, it worries me, me. Uh, and it makes me think, especially with such a small company where everybody see, needs to be able to do lots to and lots of different things with a bigger company, though, you should be if able to get HP, relocated. Right. I don't know. Apply to right. a big company, pick big companies and apply to big yeah. companies and let them, let okay. them relocate you. Okay. Well, but part you, of, I guess the problem is I would really, I really would really like to move to Colorado and, um, I'm sure there's demand there, but not so much that they're looking to like relocate people. So, um, 
I don't know if that's maybe just too much of a stretch. So what you're uh, saying is you want to you you're potentially saying I'm going to move to Colorado, and yeah. And, and I will then be in Colorado and I will be job searching in Colorado. I will be a local candidate. I think that would definitely give you right. an, an advantage. So here, let me, let me throw some things out there. Who else lives in Florida? Do you have family in Florida? Do you have a, your, your infrastructure and your fallback there? Do you own a home? Are you renting? Do you have to move a car? Do you have a lot of crap to take with you? What's your scenario? I do own a home. I don't have, none of my family lives in Florida. I just, you know, have friends and everything. Um, but I do own a home and I do have essentially crap that I don't, I'm not really all that attached to in a lot of ways, but the uh, things you own, own you. But, uh, so my question for you is if you are, uh, if you're in Florida and you pick up and move and you sell your house and you move to Colorado and you said you have plenty of money Mm -hmm. saved, you're like flush with cash, you're rich, you're big shot. Not not quite that, but plenty of enough i would assume for plenty of time to to find a job what's plenty of time Uh, let's say a year a year are you willing to squander a full year's worth of your savings while you're living in an apartment in colorado driving around trying to find a job only to discover that the industry that's there isn't what you thought it was (laughs) uh i almost am um and i would not be opposed to getting a part-time job, although I'm sure I would fall into the, the hattie trap of like everybody wanting three years experience to make right. coffee or something like that. <laughs> the, <laughs> you know, the hattie it trap. Is, it, is very, it is very much like that I've found for, you know, even simple hostess jobs and, right. and things like that. All right. Well, here's, um, here's the thing. Hattie, did you ever send out the tweet for the start of the show? No. You well, send out the tweet. <laughs> They're complaining in the chat room. I was getting reads and things. I didn't know that that was, I'm sorry. People were very upset in the chat room that you never tweeted it out. I tweeted it. But see, the true followers are the ones who follow me on Twitter. Well, exactly. Um, So here's here's something I'm going to suggest to you that's also weird. Since you're so rich, you can do whatever you want. How about something like this? Can you, since we don't know who you are, can you share your... uh, can you share your your um, your mortgage? Would you be willing to share what your mortgage is here on the air? Oh, sure. Um, a year or a month? I know the month. A, a month. It's like it's like one thousand twenty three dollars. That's that's a not month. that's and not I a lot. A, and, I, and I have a roommate too who pays like five or six hundred. Okay. So so here's what I would so do. I would potentially not even sell it, I would just continue to rent it out or get another roommate and just, you know, rent it so it'd still be here. All right. Put, here's what I, here's, in stores. this is what I think you should do. This is what you should do. Since you already got strangers living in your house, here's what I would do. I would not sell the house. I would not take your crap. I would either take the $600 a month hit or, you know, get, get another roommate to actually stay where you're staying. And you could go out to Denver, go to Colorado, uh, wherever it is in, in Colorado that you're planning to go, and live there and give yourself a short period of time, two months, one month, two months, whatever. Rent a place month to month, right? And keep your place right now and say, listen, I need someone to live in, you know, live in my house while I'm not here for, uh, you know, for a couple months. I'm going to go out to Colorado and you know what? Rent a place in Colorado 
that's, you know, six, $700 a month apartment. Spend your time Might out there. Might even be cheaper than yeah, Who knows? Colorado is a lot of... Uh, well, and if you're only going to be there for two months, why buy like some luxurious... Yeah, don't buy anything. Or, I mean, get, or get rent the, some luxurious yeah, apartment. Yeah, cheap it's as just, you can. You're going to sleep and eat there. Right. And w- look for jobs. So do that. And do that for yeah. a month or two. Do that. Say, you know what? I'll give myself 60 days to find a job. If you're so good, you're such a big shot, you're so talented, you want to live in Colorado, you can do that in two months. And so when they say, what's your address? Give them your address. I'm living up in this crappy (laughs) apartment up, 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 you know, down by the river and do that. And you know what? It'll cost you, it'll cost you a total of $600 a month more. uh, If you don't get uh, like a second roommate to live in the house while you're gone, you just take that hit. You're so rich. (laughs) So do that. And then, you know what? Doesn't work out after two months. You know, you go back and you kick the guy out of your, your bed and it's yours again. And you're living back down in Florida with your, your friends. That's your plan. Right. That's what you do. And time box okay. it. You're going to give yourself 60 days or 30 days. Such a big shot. You do in 30. I could find a job in 30 days, right? <laughs> well, you're Dan Benjamin. No, I'm saying, I'm saying this. Is, oh, that's okay. what he, he can find it. If he's so great, he should have no problem finding a job. Thank you. I never said that, but thank you. <laughs> no, I, you didn't have to. It was For the obvious. Record, uh, I, it was implied. I tweeted it out, by the way, but it, the, I tweeted it. I know. The thing it doesn't work. Tweet. I know. It's, so it wouldn't not, have it, happened even if I did. But it's not just a tweet. It's a push notification. So Urban Airship is Does having an issue. Does that still have a problem too? I think I have to Both update the them? gems. I think I have to update. When am I going to update the gems? I'm trying to build a studio. We should hire someone to update the gems. Right. And then I got to interview them and they'll be in Colorado. <laughs> Listen, I'm not worried about you mainly because you're so flush with cash. Uh, but I would oh, love it you. if you could follow back up with us. Uh, in at the end of this journey when you find a job, okay? I most certainly will. All right. Thank you so much for the call. Also, Good luck. Sure. One follow-up um, about focus. Go ahead, caller. Uh, like, I find it really depends a lot on your environment because, like, if you're doing, I don't know, customer support stuff, they're, you know, they're almost like fires. You're almost like a fireman. It's not... I don't find, I read the getting things done book and I was like, cause I, I do like half like real development and half, you know, customer su- support. I was like, this doesn't seem to apply to like emergency situations, um, type of things. And I just, I don't know. That's my two cents. No, it's a good point. Yeah, it is. It's a good point. And that's what I was kind of talking about how I think it's different for the actual physical work that you're right. doing Yes. to organize. Yeah. I, mean, I think the best, the best you can do is put in some sort of system for customer support. So it's not as much of a firefight mm-hmm. all the time, you know, right. it's, you know, some sort of ticketing system. I, it, it sounds like it ends up sounding like a, a lot of work and a big process, but I think, I mean, since big companies end up doing it, it seems like it's probably a good idea and it saves a little bit of sanity, but it, it ends up like maybe upsetting customers because they don't get, they, customers really love instant responses, uh, especially from developers. You know, like, oh, I actually got the developer on the phone, and they're sending a patch out to me you nice. know, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they love that versus, you know, it goes through some system, and they get a number, and then two weeks later something happens. They're not as crazy about that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, thank you for the call. Yeah. Call back a couple months. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Good luck to him. It just sounds like he's pretty rich. I don't think he needs a lot. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, the whole time, whole time I'm talking to him, he's nonstop. Oh, I got a lot of money. I'm rich, really rich. Buy whatever I want. <laughs> I bought a car, ran out of gas. I just left it by the side of the road, bought a new one. <laughs> I don't think that's what he's doing. That's what came across to me. Uh, I don't think so. You got one more call and then we're going to wrap this up. Wrap it up. We're going to do nice, thick two hour show here. Yep. You ready for this last call? This is all you, Hattie. Okay. Unless they don't want that. That happens sometimes. Like if they're, if they're like, well, I really had a question for Dan, then I will do it. Otherwise. That's sad to hear though. All right. Not that they have a question for. All right. 215. Philadelphia. No, not quite. Hi, it's Richard A. Richard A. Oh, Richard A. Richard A. Um, 215 is not, that's a Philadelphia number. It's, I'm on a cell phone. I moved to New York. I didn't. So, going to get my number. I still remember <laughs> my home phone number in the two one five area code from when I was five. So do I. When I was five. Richard A. From the chat room. From the chat room. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's up? Well, um. Calling, um, Listen to how good people sound with this know, new setup. I know, I'm so Hattie. happy. <laughs> He's crystal clear. <laughs> like a bell. All right, Richard, yeah, what's going for, on? Uh, the uh, iPhone headset thing. Nice. Um, I'm calling, I uh, shot you a tweet uh, last week about talking about how to handle downtime at work. And yeah. I, so I called in. I wasn't even planning uh, that you'd be talking about focus today, how it's kind of uh, kind of tied together. Um, I've been working my new corporate studio shop since January and it's, it's all right, but there's a lot of like, it's a lot of like piecework. It's a lot of like stuff coming in, get it done and move on. And I'm waiting between and stuff to do. And I have a lot more downtime than I honestly thought I would. In the job or outside of work? You mean outside of work? In, no, in the job. Oh, in this, this is, this is exactly what happened to you last Uh, time. You remember him when he called, this is the guy for people who don't remember yeah, fill us in. This is the guy who was calling from work, right? Hattie, is this yeah, the guy he so. was calling from? No, he wrote a blog post. Oh, yeah. That's this guy. He wrote a blog post about how much his workplace sucked <laughs> and how, how much he and hated then the, it. And, and how the much, work saw it. And, and the work saw it and fired him. <laughs> well, or tweets. Tweets on a blog post. Tweets, all right. Yeah. So, no, so the, no, I the, like the job. I like this job. I just, I, I'm trying to like. I you're like the kind of guy that always seems so to. You seem to find a lot of free time on your at, at work. <laughs> True. So well, maybe this I'm is you and I'm not the. Today. So I'm homesick today. So yeah. Okay. So they, so you're legit today. You're homesick, but it seems like you frequently get into a job where you 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 find a lot of free time on your hands. You find yourself with copious, copious amounts of time. Is it because you're so productive that you just get stuff done so much faster than is necessary? In this job, it does feel that. I think so. Um, I'm, it's a lot of you know basic HTML and CSS stuff, and I've got. Uh, I can't use Text Expander because I don't have a Mac at work. Oh. Um, oh, so what I have a Windows equivalent. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I've, um, it's, it's the one thing that drives me nuts most about the job is that I don't have a Mac anymore. Mm. Um, so I have a Windows alternative to Text Expander to automate some of the uh, repetitive stuff I do. But it's, yeah, it's, I, I'm, 
I have all this downtime and I'm, you know, waiting for stuff to come in and I'm just sort of at, at a loss on how to handle that. I've asked my boss for like more stuff to do. And like, if something comes in, I'll let you know. And so hmm. leaves me kind of like hanging there. Are you, are you okay, worried? I, have that knows it can't. What? I was just going to say, are you worried that they're, uh, they, they're going to let you go? Cause there's not enough for you to do. No, um, not really. Cause they even brought, well, maybe I should be worried cause they do have another person. They, they added a third person to my team, but, uh, I don't think that's reason to worry. I don't know. It's okay. like, should I use? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I wasn't worried until you brought it up. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dan. My job is to bring know, up all of these kinds of things. Okay, my uh, thing that I would say is okay when you're doing these, because the way you're describing it is like they bring you something, you complete it, and then you wait for the next thing. Is that correct? Pretty much. I mean, there's there are some stuff that's on the schedule that I can do. Um, but you know, it's, that doesn't kind of mean that schedule that I can take care of, but that's, there's not a whole lot of that. Is, is there anything that you could do or streamline or take another look at in the sense of, I can find, we're doing it this way. We can find a better way to do this. Or, or maybe there's something that we've had this thing going this one way for a long time. Maybe I can improve that. Is there any, I mean, I don't know much about the, the field you're in, but I, that's how. If, it's e- email newsletters for, for a medical publishing company. Okay. Hmm. Right, because they are kind of a timely thing, but once you're completed, once you've completed one, then, then that's, you wait for kind of the next thing to work on. Hmm. Dan, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're upset that you have free time during your job, but there's not so much n- upset. Just sort of like, how do I? You know, it's. I prefer to be busy, as it were, when I'm at work. I, prefer to have I don't blame to do. you. Well, I mean, I think that you probably. And you've been. You talked to your boss about this. Yeah, you know, mostly early on, I haven't since after like a few times of uh, hitting him up for more stuff to do and but not getting it. I, I have uh, I've, I've left him alone on that. But I mean, you know, he can. I literally sit right next to him, so he can see what I'm doing and he can uh, let me know if something comes in. So yeah, it's, it's a cute farm. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hmm. there. This is going to sound weird. I mean, there are worse problems to have right. than not being very yeah, busy, it's, but are you, it doesn't sound like you're very fulfilled by that's the That's what I was about to say. Um, yeah, I, I would love something with a little more challenge. I need, I, I like the consistency of income, believe me. I, I've, I've got an apartment now that I'm renting, so, you know, I, I and paid off, you know, a bunch of debt and everything, so I'm, I'm, I'm in an okay place, but, you know, I still need income, so I can't just, like, nothing. Well, then say, this job isn't challenging me. I quit. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not suggesting that either. Uh, how long gonna, have you been there? That is, yeah. that is why you changed the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how long have you been there? I uh, started uh, mid-January. What are you thinking, Dan? Okay. While you're thinking, Dan. I mean, he's been there almost a year now. 
Yeah, almost. So he can see the ebb and flow of the of, of the, the job yeah. and the way that it works. So it's not so much. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons why I waited to this one to to bring it up and, yeah. and bug you about it because it's like you know I I I, I still kind of I, I don't feel as much like the new guy anymore. So you know people know people know me. They know I can get they, if something needs to be done quick. You know they uh, I'm the guy that they uh, they come to. Um, I've proven to be a bit of a, re- we, it's a big company and so, you know, things move a little slow, but, you know, we're moving stuff to like responsive design for emails. So I've had that and I've picked up on that really well. So people have like questions about, you know, doing stuff responsibly and, uh, design stuff like that. And, they, you know, they come to me, so that, that feels good, but. Okay. I'm going to ask a question I think Dan will dislike. Um, how are they, uh, you said that your, your higher up sits right next to you. How are they, if you're doing other things, are they one of the companies that are like, no music, you must just work on what you're working on? Or or is it a little bit more freeform? And it's like, as long as you get what you get done by a certain time, then everything's fine and you can do whatever you want. Uh, more towards the latter. I mean, I, I sit at my desk with my headphones on listening to 555 podcasts. So. <laughs> Yay. Everything's <laughs> fine. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And relay. Uh, so you're not style, Mike, on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's happening? Sorry, I'm trying to troubleshoot while you're taking this call. I'm oh, trying okay. to troubleshoot something. Well, but I think I fixed push notifications just now. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, uh, no, but I don't care. Um, so... I mean, I'm, 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 I'm like you, I like to be busy when I'm not busy. That means to me, I'm like, that means I have completely forgotten about something that I should be doing right now, or I could be making something better. Or that means that I'm not putting enough into my own work. I'm not doing enough well enough. Maybe I'm, I'm, you know, doing everything so fast because I'm not spending enough time on it and doing it to the best of my abilities. It sounds like you've got what you're doing under control and that, you know, it's, part, if yeah. it's code, you can't really do it better, do better code than you or whatever. I don't think that's a thing. So I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I, feel, I know. It's, it's a, this is a tricky. Okay. How about this? How about this? We will turn to our listeners to help out. Yeah. When when we have been stumped, the listeners will help. Richard A., who are you on Twitter? And uh, listeners, as you hear this, go tweet to me and Hattie and him. Yeah. What is your Twitter on there, Richard A.? Okay, I'm going to have to spell this out because nobody ever gets it when I say it. Oh, my God. Um, it, it's not bad. It, it's Sans Point. S is in Sam, A is in Apple, and is in Nancy. S is in Sam, P O I N T. Sans point. As in, yeah, like without point, no point. No point. Like sans serif, except sans point. Yes. No point. Or sans in other words, exactly. That that was pointless. exactly what I was thinking uh, twelve <laughs> years ago when I bought the domain. Nice. So. Nice. Yep. Uh, that so is where you can find all my stuff. You have um, people help us out. Yeah, We're a little so go stumped. tweet him, and then uh, and then we'll help this guy. I, I, people are okay. I've got to let you go. We're way over. We're way over here. But I, listen, yeah. uh, we'll we'll help you on Twitter, and we'll figure it out. We'll figure you out. 
Thanks for the call, Richard A. Never, never stop listening. Richard A. Never stop stop listening. Uh, I said I was going to pick on Jason Snell, and I'll do it. Because when you talk about focus, (laughs) listen, Jason Snell was the uh, senior editor-in-chief of all Mac world, everything. He was the head honcho, whatever you call him. And then uh, it was time for Macworld, the publication, the physical magazine, to go away. And he is now on his own. He is out there in the world alone for the first time. I don't think he falls into your worried about category, though. No, not from the standpoint of, I mean, he's a, he's a well-known guy, very smart guy, bright. Hard worker. Hard worker. Busy. Fantastic writer probably even better editor than he is a writer. Who knows? How do you quantify that? How do you qualify that? An editor, yeah. Who knows? It's impossible to know. And he's now out there on his own. What does he come out doing? He comes out with uh, guns blazing. Yep. Both fists, you know, up in front. And what does he do? He starts... Uh, a, a website writing about Apple, something he's quite familiar with. Yes, yes. Even has other people writing on it. Yeah. All of a sudden now that's a force to be reckoned with. He still does The Incomparable, which is a show that's still here on 5 by 5 He has yep. his own Incomparable network. If he, does, Is he calling it that? I've, I it's, thought he wasn't calling I don't know. I can't remember. No, he does call it a network, let's right? Let's see. I'm just going to double check. The Incomparable Radio Network. Okay. I wasn't sure. He's got that going. He's got two shows over with uh, Mike Hurley. Uh-huh. One of them is from Macworld that he kind of brought over. One is another new one. And he's got all the shows there. He's doing a lot of things. And I see people on Twitter saying, oh, my gosh, man, you're doing all these things. I don't know how you do all these all things. The There's so things. many things that you're doing. How do you do them all? And so... You could, on the one hand, say, hmm, is he really doing that many things? It feels like he's doing one thing. Or you could say, he's scattered. He's everywhere. He's got a network. He's got a show over here. He's got two shows over here. He's writing. He's doing too much. And so I will leave this as a question to ponder. And perhaps he will join me on a show at some future point to talk about it. Because he, he did quit his job. So he would be an excellent guest to have right. here. We should do that. But I would like to propose this question to you as listeners and perhaps to him. To although even to he, Jason Although Snow. I know as a matter of fact that he does not listen to this <laughs> show. He will probably have scrubbed through when enough people tell him that I talked about this him at this point on the show. He'll I listen can, to I can this part of the, the show. I see the tweets now. Are your ears burning, Jason Snow? But I can tell you that he does not. He is not a jackal no. for this show. But he is, he is a fantastic podcaster and writer. And I would, I would put the question, is he doing too much? Is he not doing enough? Does it matter? Should, should the goal to just be everywhere? He is. He's everywhere. He's almost Glenn Fleischmanning it, if you think about it. He's showing up everywhere. Isn't that the right thing? Be on everybody's radar, if you will. Be on everybody's uh, page. Be everywhere. That's a gr- I mean, look, he's doing some great stuff with the Six Colors website. Yeah. The Incomparable continues to be an amazing uh, show, and he's got great stuff on the network. Why not be everywhere? 
Then there's other people who would say, no, no, no. Have one thing. Tom Merritt thing. style. I'll bring Tom that up Mer- again. Do one thing. Be known for one thing. Make it. You don't see Dave Letterman strolling in. Then and say, once you perfected that one thing, then. Yeah. Well, maybe he'd argue he has perfected it, Hattie. But you don't That's see Dave, Dave Letterman doesn't like do a, you know, a walk on on the CBS morning show. Oh, I just thought I'd sit in with you guys, you know, for a while. No, he's got one thing. Oh, well, he's David Letterman. But don't you want to be Dave Letterman? I'm just saying devil's advocate, Jason Snell. I would like to hear Jason Snell's story, but it's something to think about as you decide how many projects to take on, as you decide how many things you should be doing. He's got the time. Should he be spending that time doing one thing and and making that one thing the most ama- – devote 100% of his time and energy? Or should he say, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of things, see which one sticks? I've done both. And both have both have worked and both have failed at different times. I will give a metaphor. Go ahead, caller. Should you be the high-priced, small portion menu? A moose bouche? Uh, menu? Or should you be the book that uh, some restaurants give out of the over 800 <laughs> the, dishes? The Cheesecake Factory style. Should you be the Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> factory or the Ochico? <laughs> right. Are, do you want to be left wanting more of that person? I think yes. Yeah. And so then it makes the maybe guest appearances, I'll use the Tom Mary model again. When he is a guest on something, everyone's going to tune in yeah. because they're like, oh my gosh, I get an extra I can't get enough of minutes. Jason Snell. I'm not right. getting enough of Jason. You want people to say, if you're Jason Snell, you want people to say, I, I'm not getting enough of that Snell right. guy. Not, uh Snell's, and I'm not saying people are saying this. No, 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 but, I don't think so. Oh, Snell's on another show now. Or, you want people to be right. like, how can I get more of this Snell? Well, how can also, I get more Snell? You don't want people to. Um, I'm not getting enough Snell, and not I want be able more to Snell. keep up with what you're doing. That's another thing. Snell's everywhere. Now I can't even keep up. I can't listen to the incomparable and the eight other shows that he's on. So and, is that good and or bad? Reed. Right. So there's that finding the balance between doing too many things. Overexposure. I've, right. I've heard that term. So you're sna- are you saying that we are suffering from Snell overexposure? No, I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm saying that is the question. That is a question. That is a question that we should all uh, question you ourselves. Know how, you on. know how it's like if, if Dan, someone- are we doing too many things? We're we're doing a lot of things. That's what I'm trying to do less. <laughs> which means less. which means I'm doing more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, but really, if you think about it, like. You know how sometimes like a summer will come and they'll be like a, like a, an actor and she'll be in like three movies. Like once she's a lead, then she's supporting actress and then she's, and then she's like, like a, a witch a in witch. the corner. Yeah. So like how do you like is that too much or is it good? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But let me put it this way. I'm not at all worried about Jason. Jason no, is uh, not worried. He's got it on lock, as they say. Yeah, I mean he's he's do well. I think I I'm not you know he's he's got his game on, but uh, it, you know it's a question to think about as you try to figure out what things should you know. And I don't I don't know the answer. I think he's doing all right. I'm not suggesting he make any changes, but like for yourself, at listener, it's something interesting to think about. Should you you know Gary Vaynerchuk had a really great article, and I'll end on this. Um. Oh, now he's in the chat room. Uh. You know, I'll, I'll 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 say this. Gary was saying that when he was back doing the Wine Library TV stuff, uh-huh. that he was 
you know, he, he had to make a decision for like, for example, he refers to his Twitter handle. Should he have been Gary V, which is what he is, uh-huh. or should he have been like wine guy or wine TV guy? And he, he was saying it's very hard to transition from as your, as your exposure grows, as the things, that, because now I remember Gary as like, oh, right. I met him back in the days where he used to be the guy doing the thing on with the wine on the show. Uh-huh. Um, he was the YouTube wine guy. He is not the YouTube wine guy. He was no. never the YouTube wine guy. He was a guy that did a wine show that was on YouTube, but he's always been a lot more than that. He's just gotten more exposure. Are you the person or are you the brand? Right. So he was talking about how important it is to to be careful with that. Like I'm, you know, I, I, I often think that there's a lot of people who didn't, didn't know anything that I've done before 5x5, five five, which is fine. But to them, I'm like the guy that does 5x5 five five stuff. But the, I'll meet someone at a meetup or a party or something sometimes, and they're like, oh, man, I've been re- I remember installing MySQL on uh, Mac when, and with your like, tutorials yes. in you know, 2002. <laughs> and I remember when you predicted the switch to Intel based on FreeBSD for Mac OS X. I was like, yeah, I did. But like, there's a lot of people who, you know, they're like, oh, Dan's like the guy that talks about bacon. Well, that's, <laughs> that's fine, too, <laughs> right, because right. They, remember, they remember me, and that might— you know, that that's always a good thing. That's always a great thing. Yeah. And I'm thankful for however they know me. Right. Like the fact that right. a human knows something and I maybe I've right. helped You're them in some ways of, like crazy. That anyway. But yeah. So, so the, I will leave the audience with this when, uh, you know, how should you be spending your time? Do you focus on just that one thing or do you take the old Dan Benjamin approach, which <laughs> is I'm going to do every single idea that I have because I know that this many of them will fail and maybe One a couple will of them rise will, out will, of will the rise ashes. out of it. The, the reality of that is, in my <laughs> case, in mm-hmm. my case, I'm not saying yours or Snell's or whoever, but in my case, more of them would fail because I wasn't devoting myself to those ideas fully. Spreading I yourself wasn't too committing thin. fully to any of them. I'm yeah. not saying that, that uh, Snell isn't, I, again, it, this is just something for the listeners to consider. How much can you do before the end results start to suffer. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can go to 5by5.tv. It's still quit because we're still work trying to launch. <laughs> Talk about spreading yourself too thin. I'm trying to launch the, the new CMS. It's done. It's beautiful. It's just the last few things to do. Really? You see what we've done. 5by5.tv slash quit slash 57. If you want to uh, get the show notes, I think there's one show note in there. Please support the Patreon. We really do need, I think people think we're this huge company. Five by five, uh, patreon.com slash five by five. If every single listener gave a dollar, if every single listener uh, looking at the downloads, if every single listener of this show, just this show, right. just this show gave a dollar, that would make a tremendous, one dollar. Oh my gosh. Give more. But just one dot would make a tremendous difference. Life change, company changing difference if you guys all gave one dollar. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Dan Benjamin. And Hattie is Hattie Bird on Twitter, H-A-D-D-I-E, Bird, with an I. And an E, and two Ds. And uh, and that's all we've got. We'll be back next week. Wish me luck this weekend. I've got the kids all by myself. Good luck. Good I'm luck to you. I'm just going to give them pizza and take them to the zoo every day. 
<laughs> just a new gift every hour. We'll talk about that more on the frequency when we do it. That's a, a show. That's Hattie's show. When are we going to do that? No. But thank you, everybody, for listening. I sure do appreciate it. And uh, again, uh, please uh, follow up with us. We'd love to get your feedback. Rate the show on iTunes. Contact us on Twitter. Help hire uh, those people. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.